نمضي جنودا نجبول وهادي نمضي اسودا نخشال وغادي نمضي جنودا RCA is a non-profit organization and was founded in 1998 currently operating from 86 Auburn Road in Auburn almost exclusively staffed by volunteers they provide the wider community with authentic Islamic literature such as books videos DVDs CDs and audio cassettes IDCA has its own video and audio production and distribution facilities and work tirelessly to raise community awareness about Islam. IDCA currently runs classes and lessons for men and women up to 3 times a week and provides Quran school on weekends for children between the ages of 5 and 15. Their bookshop along with IDCA's volunteers service both the Muslim and non-Muslim communities. by providing dawah through a wide range of products such as books on hadith, sunnah, children's stories, as well as providing Islamic clothing, perfumes, prayer clocks and many more. With the youth being one of IDCA's main focuses, they provide support through counseling services, information and education. They organize regular activities such as sporting outings, skirmish, barbecues and camps. Each month, notable local and interstate speakers are invited to give lectures on important and relevant topics. This also extends to well-known international lecturers, although less frequently due to the costs involved. السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. Begin with the recitation of the Quran. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم. عما يتساءلون عن النبأ العظيم الذي هم فيه مختلفون كلا سيعلمون ثم كلا سيعلمون أَلَمْ نَجْعَلِ الْأَرْضَ مِهَادًا وَالْجِبَالَ أَوْتَادًا وَخَلَقْنَاكُمْ أَزْوَاجًا وَجَعَلْنَا نَوْمَكُمْ سُبَاتًا وَجَعَلْنَا اللَّيْلَ لِبَاسًا وَجَعَلْنَا النَّهَارَ مَعَاشًا وَبَنَيْنَا فَوْقَكُمْ سَبْعًا شِدَادًا وَجَعَلْنَا سِرَاجًا وَهَّاجًا وَأَنزَلْنَا مِنَ الْمُعْصِرَاتِ مَاءً ثَجَّاجًا لِنُخْرِجَ بِهِ حَبًّا وَنَبَاتًا وَجَنَّاتٍ أَلْفَافًا إِنَّ يَوْمَ الْفَصْلِ كَانَ مِيقَاتًا 
يوم ينفخ في الصور فتأتون أفواجا وفتحت السماء فكانت أبوابا وسيرت الجبال فكانت سرابا إن جهنم كانت مرصادا للطاغين مآبا لابثين فيها أحقابا لا يذوقون فيها بردا ولا شرابا إلا حميما وغساقا جزاء وفاقا إنهم كانوا لا يرجون حسابا وكذبوا بآياتنا كذابا وكل شيء أحصيناه كتابا فذوقوا فلن نزيدكم إلا عذابا إن للمتقين مفازا حدائق وأعنابا وكواعب أترابا وكأسا دهاقا لا يسمعون فيها لغوا ولا كذابا جزاء من ربك عطاء حسابا رب السماوات والأرض وما بينهما الرحمن لا يملكون منه خطابا يوم يقوم الروح والملائكة صفا لا يتكلمون إلا من أذن له الرحمن وقال صوابا ذلك اليوم الحق فمن شاء اتخذ إلى ربه مآبا إنا أنذرناكم عذابا قريبا يوم ينظر المرء ما قدمت يداه ويقول الكافر يا ليتني كنت ترابا الحمد لله رب العالمين وأصلي وأسلم وأبارك على سيدي وحبيبي وقائد محمد بن عبد الله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وصحبه ومن سار على نهجه إلى يوم الدين من اهتدى فلا مضل له ومن يضلل الله فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأن محمدًا عبده ورسوله أما بعد Brothers and sisters in Islam السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته It gives me great joy and honor to stand here before you to share something with you about a hereafter about a place which if it wasn't for that place that Allah had promised us I don't think any of us will be working in Islam for anything or 
maybe none of us would have hope but only live with fear fear from hellfire Allah created heaven Jannah and a Muslim lives a life not only in fear but a life between hope and fear we live in hope hoping that Allah will forgive us and give us mercy and we enter that everlasting dwelling in Jannah paradise and we fear Allah from doing sins because we remember hellfire and we ask Allah to save us from hellfire and so a Muslim lives a life of hope, a life of hope raja and khawf fear of hellfire brothers and sisters I have a question for you what do you wish for what do you wish for what do you desire what do you anticipate to reach what do you anticipate to reach brothers and sisters what is it that you yearn for what is it that you long for what is it ask yourself that question what is your ambition do you wish for a beautiful wife or a gorgeous husband who has got popularity who everyone looks up to so that you can show off with him or her do you desire a beautiful mansion and lots of money is that what you desire or do you anticipate to reach a firm lifelong career do you anticipate that do you yearn for luxurious dwelling a land or probably one day to buy an island of your own do you long for, do you long for fame and popularity and fortune what do you yearn for what do you desire what do you desire do you miss having all of that if this is what you are desiring and anticipating for and yearning for then my dear brother or sister you have been deceived you have been deceived by this world all of its fortune all of its beauty because this beauty which you see in front of you as Allah describes it in the Quran is like a flower that grows in the ground it gets watered from the rain and then it blossoms it has a nice fragrance and it looks beautiful but then it only lasts for about a month or less and then suddenly it starts to wither away and you have no more attention towards it as if it never had existed before and becomes soil and dirt Allah says in the Quran اعلموا know understand acknowledge learn this understand this always be conscious about it that اعلموا أنما الحياة الدنيا لعب ولهو وزينة وتفاخر بينكم وتكاثر في الأموال والأولاد know that this worldly life الحياه الدنيا is only playing لعب لهو entertaining yourselves زينه decoration تفاخر بينكم challenging each other who can get the best house who can get the fastest cars who can look the most beautiful who can have more money تفاخر بينكم Allah says and this is what the world of life is about don't the kuffar do that 
trying to rise in the high levels and positions in work? Yes, they do. And everyone tries to beat everyone else in becoming or reaching that high seat? Yes, it is a life of challenge, challenging each other. And people love in this life to have lots of money, lots of children, in order to have a strong back. Like that flower which I gave an example to. This world is like that. It blossoms for a little bit and then it fades away, brothers and sisters. If this is what you are yearning for, longing for, missing, and being anxious about, I'm sad to say, brothers and sisters, that you are in a very great loss because when you die, and we all shall die, you're just going to have to leave it all behind you. Subhanallah. All of that, we're going to leave it behind us. Yes, it's not going to be buried with you. The only thing that you'll be taking is two things. Your family and your actions to the graveyard. But your family will go back and your actions will stay with you. And then it'll be an ugly being if your actions are bad to keep you in that bad company until the Day of Judgment, or it will be a most handsome person to sit with you and keep you company until the Day of Judgment. So what do you yearn for and desire? When we read about the companions of the past, we find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us an example about how they lived and what they yearned for and anticipated and desired. I have chosen a topic called Al-Mushtaquna ila al-Jannah, which means those who desire paradise, not those who desire this world. And I give you examples of the companions of the Prophet in a short while and people who lived before us. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytanir rajeem, Bismillahir rahmanir rahim, wa sabiquna sabiquna ulaika al muqarrabun. والسابقون السابقون أولئك المقربون في جنات النعيم ثلة من الأولين وقليل من الآخرين And those who have passed us, those who have passed us, Allah says. The ones who have beaten us, beaten us. أولئك المقربون, they are the ones closer to Allah. Where? In high places in Jannah. Blessed. A large amount from the people before us. And only a small amount of them still exist in the aftertime. Meaning in our time. Who are the Sabiqun brothers and sisters? From the time of Muhammad His companions and the ones after them. They are the Sabiqun. They have beaten us in two things. They are the Sabiqun meaning they are before us. And they are the sabiqun, meaning they have beaten us to paradise. And there is a small amount from this life, Allah says. There's only a minority that are still striving and working and desiring paradise and have left this world. Only a small amount, Allah says. A sabiqun, a sabiqun. Allah is praising the ones who race each other. Sibaq means race. Race, Allah says, is praising the people who race each other for the goodness, not racing each other for worldly things. No. As-sabiqun, as-sabiqun, Allah says, and those who can beat other people, in what? In good deeds. 
to beat each other to paradise, to beat each other in high places in paradise. No, a normal Muslim does not want just the first place in paradise. A mu'min wants to beat everyone and go to the Firdaus al-A'la. This is what the Prophet sallallahu said. He said, When you ask Allah for Jannah, ask Him for the highest place, which is called Al-Firdaus. Because these are the qualities of the believers. The believers are sabiqoon, musbiqoon, yatasabaqoon. They always race each other for goodness. There existed two people which the Prophet ﷺ told us about in the time of the Prophet. And they used to challenge each other in everything they did. They loved each other for the sake of Allah. And they tried to pray and beat each other in prayer. So they pray night prayers and they would fast more days. When this friend heard about his brother, that he would fast two days, his brother would fast three days. When he heard about him that he was fasting, every Mondays and Thursdays the other brother would fast day on, day off. When he donated from his wealth this much, the other brother would beat him and donate that much. One day they went out to jihad. She's fighting a battle against people who were attacking the Muslims. Attacking the, oppressing, attacking the oppressed ones. Driving people out of their homes. So they thought this is a great chance to reach the highest places in paradise. Because Allah loves those who defend the weak. So they set out. And they began to fight in the battle until they lost each other. Then one of them was a captive. And those oppressors, enemies, they caught this captive. And they said to him, they began to torture him. And torture him. And every time they tortured him, he began to laugh. And the mushrikeen said, why are you laughing? We're torturing you. You're a captive. He said, I am laughing because Alhamdulillah, I am going to die a shaheed and beat my brother to Jannah. That's it. I've beaten him. And they said, what the? What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you Muslims? The same person like you we caught before, he said the same thing before he died. And then he started to cry. But he still died. And Allah says that they met each other in paradise. Al-Mushtaquna ila al-Jannah, those who desire paradise, work for it. They strive for it. Brothers and sisters in Islam, the Prophet ﷺ described a mu'min in this life and he said, Ad-dunya sijnul mu'min wa jannatul kafir. It is the prison of a mu'min, of a believer, and it is the paradise of a kafir. One who rejects Allah. Yes, it is a paradise. Because they believe that this is the only life they're going to live. It's only one life. They say it's a short life, so we might as well make the best of it. Get as much as we can from it. A mu'min doesn't think that way. He sees that everything in this world always calls him and her to doing haram things. It makes it difficult for us to worship Allah correctly and sincerely. It makes it difficult, especially in our time today, where the Prophet ﷺ said, there will come a time when the one who is holding on to his religion is like one who is holding on to a coal of fire. It's intense. It's difficult, brothers and sisters. But it is not difficult upon the one who anticipates a great reward in the hereafter. La wallah, abadan. Imagine you are a prisoner, or imagine you are 
an outcast, a stowaway, and you're stuck on an island. Or you are in a strange land, you have no family, you have no food, you have no water, and you just anticipate to getting back to your family, back to your home. Imagine what kind of a feeling that type of a person would be feeling when he is in that strange land, imprisoned, encaged. He will do anything and struggle in any way just to get back to his family, get back to his home, get back to security, wouldn't he? Sometimes, even if it meant his life. If he is drowning and he is stuck in the water, he will struggle and strive in every way. Even if it meant that he has to use the last piece of energy and breath that he has in order to reach land. The world is like a prison for a mu'min. A mu'min, one who desires Allah, one who desires paradise. That's a mu'min. Are you one of them, brothers and sisters? If you desire paradise, then you work for it. And we, some people think that if you worship Allah, you should not work desiring paradise. You should only work because you desire Allah only. But this is wrong and it's not the aqidah of a Muslim. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, يَعْبُدُونَهُ طَوْعًا وَكَرْهًا They worship Allah in hope and in fear. طَوْعًا وَكَرْهًا وَطَمْعًا And also greedy for Jannah. Because in the time of the Prophet ﷺ, if their companion was in need, you would find that one of them, subhanAllah, the one typical companion would always put his brother in his place. Allah says in the Quran, وَيُؤْثِرُونَ عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ وَلَوْ كَانَ بِهِمْ خَصَاصَةً And they would deny themselves things when they themselves needed it in order to provide it for their brothers in Islam. Yes, if they were attacked by some people, they would go out and they would beat each other to the battlefield to defend the women and the children. Not only that, the companions would race each other. And he would find in those days, read the seerah, a companion would grab his brother from behind in his shirt and he would pull him to the back, throwing him behind him. Why? Because he says to his brother, Wallahi, you will not die before me. I will defend you instead of you defending me. I will not, you, you defend me. I am not better than you. This is how they were. They loved each other to that extent because they loved paradise and they wanted to meet in paradise. There was a woman called Mashitat Fir'aun. She was a woman who was the hairdresser of Fir'aun's daughter, Pharaoh, who said, I did not know any God but me. And Mashitat Fir'aun, this hairdresser, she had embraced Islam in secret. And when she was combing the hair, of the daughter of Pharaoh, the king, the one who said he is a god, the comb fell to the ground. And then she automatically, subconsciously picked up the comb and said, Bismillah, in the name of Allah. And this Mashtat Fir'aun, this hairdresser, had five children. And one of them was still breastfeeding. And then the daughter of Fir'aun said, Allah, Abi, are you saying Allah, my father? And she said, no, Allah, the father of Allah, the God of your father and yourself and me. And she became angry. She went to her father and said to him, father, this woman worships another God beside you. He said, what? She know another God beside me? Who is there? Call her to me. And they called her to him. 
And then she came and stood, a woman, a woman, brothers and sisters, in front of this great Pharaoh. And he said to her, who is your God? And she said, Allah is my Lord. He said, who is Allah? He said, Allah Rabbi wa Rabbuk. Allah is my God and yours. Yes, when she was cornered and put in the place, when she had to answer, she answered. She answered. And this is how the state of the mu'mins in the past and present are. When they said, Rabbi Allah, Allah is my Lord, they were tortured. But we don't care. Because we know what we are heading towards. We know who our Lord is. And we say what we believe. We are not liars. She said, Allahu Rabbi wa Rabbuk. And then he said, what? Bring the chains. They brought the chains. They began to punish her and whip her. Who is your Lord? And she would say, Allahu Rabbi wa Rabbuk. And so he ordered for them to bring a large container. And then he spilled hot boiling oil into this container. Large container. Like a swimming pool. And then he said, bring me all of her children. And they brought them one by one. He said, worship me, I am your God. She said, never. So he brought her first son and he threw him into the oil. In front of her eyes, his meat and his flesh fell off his body. And then his bone disintegrated. Then they brought her next son and she was firm, Allahu Akbar. And they burnt him. She could not stop him. And then her third and then her fourth. Then finally her fifth, he was on her arm. And she was about to pull back. She was about to pull back in front of the eyes of all the people. When all of a sudden, and this is the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said, when all of a sudden Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from above seven skies made her child or infant speak while he was in the cradle. And he said, Isbiri ya ummati, Isbiri ya ummi, Isbiri ya ummi, innaki ala al-haq. Be patient my mother, you are on the truth. Inna Allah qad wa'adaki bi jannah. Allah, Allah has promised you with a great heaven. Keep going mother. And then they threw her son into the boiling oil and then she was next. She knew that she was going to die. And then she began to cry and Pharaoh said, why are you crying? Stop. And she said, I want crying because I want to ask you to do something for me. I don't know if you will do it. He said, ask me for whatever you like. He said, once you throw me into the oil, then I want you to gather whatever is remaining of our bodies and I want you to bury us together in the same grave. Because I want to be resurrected with my children. And I want to go to Jannah with my children. I don't want them to go out of my arms. And she knew what this life was and what the hereafter was. And so they threw her in the, into the oil. And she ended up in Jannah. Just like that man, that prophet, who Allah does not mention his name in the Quran, in Surah Yasin. وَجَاءَ رَجُلٌ مِنْ أَقْصَى الْمَدِينَةِ يَسْعَى and a man came from the far end of the Medina. Yes, I'm meaning running towards them. He said, Oh, my people, follow the messengers. Follow the ones who do not ask you for any wealth. They're not asking you for any wealth or any ajar, any exchange. And they are the ones who are rightly guided. What did they do to him? They brought him as in the hadith. And then they put a hole into the ground. And they dug him into the ground and then chopped his head off. In another hadith they threw him down the well and they killed him. And then Allah resurrected him and put him straight into Jannah. 
And Allah says in the Quran, and then he replied by calling out, Ya layta qawmi ya'lamoon, bima ghafar li rabbi wa ja'alani minal mukrameen. He called out and says, Oh, woe if only my people had known how Allah has forgiven me and what kind of a blessing He has put me in. Jannah, Naim, everlasting, everlasting luxury, everlasting freedom, everlasting bliss. If only my people knew where I have ended up. Ya hasratan ala al-ibad, ma yatihim min rasoolin illa kanu bihi yastahzi'oon. Oh, great sorrow and sadness to the people, servants of Allah. There isn't a messenger that comes to them, warning them and promising them, except that they would mock him. And this is our state today. What about Imra'at Fir'aun, Pharaoh's wife? She also embraced Islam in secret. And when Pharaoh found out, he brought her, as in the Quran, وَامْرَأَةَ Fir'aun, And the wife of Pharaoh, in the hadith it says, he brought her. And then he strip her naked and he hung her, in the, he hung her to, to the ceiling from her breasts and he began to torture her. He tortured her and tortured her and she began to cry and Allah says in the Quran, He said, إِذْ قَالَتْ رَبِّ بْنِ لِي عِنْدَكَ بَيْتًا فِي الْجَنَّةِ وَنَجِّنِي مِنْ فِرْعَوْنَ وَعَمَلِهِ وَنَجِّنِي مِنَ الْقَوْمِ الظَّالِمِينَ She said, Oh my Lord, what she was being tortured. Oh Allah, build for me a palace in Jannah and save me from Pharaoh and save me from the people who are oppressors. The hadith says, while she was being tortured, Allah showed her a palace inside of Jannah and she began to laugh and Pharaoh began to torture her even more, saying, what is making her laugh? Torture her more. Isn't she feeling this? And she died laughing. Little did he know that Allah was showing her place, her palace in Jannah, which made her forget the pain. It was too overwhelming. And she died seeing her palace and she died going into Jannah. Those who beat us, my dear brothers and sisters. What were they like? They sacrificed their wealth. Their wealth, my dear brothers, they sacrificed their wealth for Jannah. How? How can you buy this world with your money and sell the hereafter for a few pennies or a few dollars which you can earn in this life? Why? How? How could you buy this worthless life when the Prophet ﷺ said, Ad-dunya, this whole world, وَمَا فِيهَا لَا تُسَاوِي عِنْدَ اللَّهِ جَنَاحَ بَعُوضَةً It is not worth a wing of a mosquito to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. لَوْ كَانَتْ تُسَاوِي عِنْدَ اللَّهِ جَنَاحَ بَعُوضَةً If it were to be worth the wing of a mosquito, لَمَا سَقَ اللَّهُ مِنْهَا الْكَافِرُ شُرْبَةَ مَاءً Allah would have never let the one who rejected